Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, and welcome to the exciting, colorful, and sometimes bizarre world of Argentine tango. On this show, we'll be meeting tango instructors, event organizers, and musicians, and they are a fascinating bunch of people. It'll be a great time, and I hope you can handle it. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and thank you very much for joining us. Today's special guest is not only deeply involved with tango, but she's also an author and life coach. Her work as a coach for women has been featured in more than 100 media outlets such as CNN, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, BBC, and many others. She is quite the traveler too, spending her time in Buenos Aires, Argentina, Oakland, California, and Providence, Rhode Island. And with me now is Sasha Kagan. Sasha, thanks so much for taking the time to join me on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I'm, I'm happy to contribute. Yeah, yeah. I know you've been busy. I'm glad we've been able to, to find a time to, to talk. So to get right into it, can you describe the moment or the moments, there could have been more than one, when you knew you wanted Argentine tango to be a big part of your life? Mm, what a great question. Oh my gosh, nobody ever asked me that question before. <laughs> Take your time. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm writing a memoir that mm. um, has to do with this, a lot of changes and a uh, path of healing that happened in my life oh. when I discovered tango. So I was sort of just writing about that moment this afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I think that the moment when I knew that I wanted Argentine tango to be part of my life was in one of my very first private lessons and I started tango in Colombia in Cali which is mm. the world capital of salsa okay so it was a really kind of random discovery mm -hmm. and I didn't know anything about tango before I first saw it performed in Colombia mm -hmm. and I just kind of got to know all of the tango teachers in this small city where most people everyone dances salsa but very few people dance tango mm -hmm. and so um, the first teacher I had was very much into teaching steps and I was very intrigued and tango felt really engaging to me in a way that I had tried capoeira that year and surfing okay. and I was I was doing a year of travel in South America so I was trying a lot of things mm -hmm. um, so I definitely felt they say in Spanish, enganchado, hooked mm -hmm. with tango with the first teacher, but it was kind of an emotional roller coaster and yeah. a lot of ups and downs because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was very good at it. Mm -hmm. But then I um, met this other teacher who offered to give me a free tango lesson to show me that tango could be easy, and his whole teaching philosophy was basically about connection and fun. Mm -hmm. And so the first lesson with him was a lot of whirling around the room and being in the embrace in a way that I hadn't been with the first teacher because he okay. was very careful. Mm -hmm. And so basically it was an hour of spinning around the room in messy <laughs> tango as a beginner, okay. but feeling like totally euphoric and mm -hmm. feeling a type of pleasure and connection and something that basically it inspired me to write this essay later called Is Tango Better Than Sex? And that was okay. what I call my first tangasm. Mm. So I just got so much um, pleasure and I felt like I was sort of levitating off the ground after that hour mm -hmm. that I had this feeling of, you know, this is tango is this thing I've been looking for my whole life because mm -hmm. <laughs> for me, I had been single a lot and I was like, oh, wow, this is really great. This mm -hmm. is, you know, more less complicated than sex, basically, mm -hmm. and a great way to feel really good. And so I basically got extremely obsessed with tango mm -hmm. when I was in Colombia and spent two months 
um, in an immersion of taking lessons with everyone there. And I did a tango show oh, <laughs> after wow. two months, which is like really silly, I know now, because wow. I was such a beginner. Okay. But I was extremely bold and um, having so much fun that I just went for it with that teacher. And nice. we did a show at this club called La Matraca, which is um, a really beautiful space in Cali. Okay. You can see it online. It's Sasha and Oscar dancing at La Matraca. <laughs> so it was like a, a crazy moment of my life. I've never done anything so wow. audacious in my life. And okay. it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So from there, I went on to Buenos Aires for mm -hmm. two months. And so from then on, tango has been this huge part of my life in terms of it's, it's changed my life completely. Mm -hmm. It's been a path of healing for working yeah. on my deepest stuff. And then I have a business of sharing tango as a transformative path with other women. So, nice. I mean, it, it, it's hardly any part of my life has not been touched by tango. Mm. Great. So discovering tango in the uh, salsa capital of the world, that's, <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really cool beginning to, to a story. So can you, it is cool. yeah. so can, you, can you describe your very first dance at a milonga? What was, what was that like? Well, I mean, it's funny because I was starting in, do you want to hear about in Colombia or Buenos Aires? Uh, anywhere because you Columbia, want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in, in Colombia, they weren't really milongas because okay. milongas have all these codes. And mm. in, in Cali, they would do this thing where they would play salsa songs and foxtrot and vaults and, mm. and Cuban sun, and then they would play a tango. So it was a little bit different. Um, but still there, I pressured my first teacher to dance with me mm -hmm. at one of these places, and he was extremely unhappy about it, I could tell, Ooh. because he, you know, people want to look good when they <laughs> tango, <laughs> and I was not going to make him look good. Oh. And he was very much all about that. But the second teacher, who is the one I did the show with, was extremely happy to dance with me. Mm -hmm. And so he was the one who was really trying to calm me down and tell me, Tango can be easy, and I'm going to show you how it can be easy because those two teachers really mm -hmm. um, exemplified two different approaches to teaching. The first one was very perfectionistic and about teaching, like, oh, let me, you have to do the ocho or the, um, you know, the adorno or whatever perfectly from the beginning, mm. which now I think is really ridiculous. Um, and the second teacher was about connection and, you know, feeling. And his, his big teaching was about don't think, just feel. Just, uh, you know, mm -hmm. just move according to what you feel, mm -hmm. which I think is a far better to teach way to teach a beginner tango. So mm -hmm. he really helped me loosen up. The first time I was on the dance floor with him, I was uh, insanely nervous mm -hmm. and um, just feeling so vulnerable and exposed and wobbly, I think was the word. I just felt so out of balance. Mm -hmm. And but I, I did tons of um, classes and then rehearsals with him. I was like really living this fantasy that I had, which was like a Dancing with the Stars fantasy of <laughs> having a transformation with a professional dancer. And and so I really lived that with him and gave the show, mm. you know, just just six weeks later. So it was a really incredible experience of going from extremely nervous and mm -hmm. um, feeling incapable of tango mm. to giving a show. To giving a show, wow. Yeah, so a lot of our listeners they're they're new to tango, and mm -hmm. they are they're very quickly falling in love with the dance. And I'm sure you you like you said just remember tell, you know, just told us how that 
how that felt for you. And they, they're just starting to come to Malangas. They're just starting to come out to dance socially. They're, they're still nervous. And again, I'm sure you can identify what, what that was like way back then. But other than uh-huh. observing our basic customs and such as floor craft and, and using the Kaba sale, what, what advice would you give those listeners um, to help make their Milonga experiences more enjoyable? Mm. I've gotten this question from people too who yeah. have asked me basically how do I relax and enjoy it mm-hmm. and I write about the tangasm and I think they're kind of like how do I have a tangasm <laughs> um, so I mean I think that it really is all about relaxing and that's hard when you're really nervous mm-hmm. but I think that anything that you can do to help yourself relax and um, take the pressure off, don't worry about how you look, mm-hmm. and just be in the moment and connect with your partner mm-hmm. is, you know, the best thing you can do. And um, I now want to, if I dance with a beginner, and he, he if I dance with a man and he mm-hmm. has a good embrace, I really love it. And mm-hmm. that, you know, can me, to me can be just as enjoyable or more than dancing with someone who has a lot of technical ability. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think that what doesn't get taught in the U.S. a lot is the embrace. And yeah. that's a very confronting thing for Americans because we're not used to being so close to right. someone else. <laughs> um, but I think that that's really, of course, you have to be with someone else who feels okay with the embrace. You know, but if you can find someone else who's okay with a hug Mm -hmm. and you can just shuffle around the dance floor Mm -hmm. hugging, I mean, that's really what tango is. And if you could feel the music at the same time, then you're almost there. You know, there's not that much more to it, really. Of course, there's more to it, but that's the essence. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's a big issue. I've had people say, like, mm-hmm. what can I do besides drinking a glass of wine? You know, I think that's, <laughs> right. that's usually what people do to relax is drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would say, in addition, if you want to drink wine, just one glass, I'd say, is okay anymore. Yeah. Then you're going to lose your balance, and it's mm-hmm. not good. Um, so one glass of wine, feel the embrace, and just try to feel what's pleasurable about tango because mm-hmm. – you know, that's that's what it's all about, is, is having contact with another person. That's right. what makes tango so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, it all starts with that with that embrace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what makes tango so special, is the closeness of, mm-hmm. of that connection and the embrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in big cities. You know, there's that, there's that one-on-one contact, and you don't feel quite as anonymous anymore, and... Um, you're connecting with somebody. So what is some really good or memorable advice that you've gotten from from some of your teachers? Mm, oh my gosh, so much because um, tango really changed my life because I felt mm-hmm. like almost every almost every private lesson I take has some nugget that feels like, it's a lesson for life and it has something to do with how I operate and that's why that's why I you know I'm writing this memoir about how tango changed me and that's why I have my business about mm-hmm. using tango for life so for me I mean it, it started from day one where um, one of my let's see I mean there's just so many I have to pause and think about which ones to share sure, sure. one of my first teachers um, told me that tango is like playing at love. 
-hmm. and that every time the leader takes a step and invites the follower to take a step is like asking me to go out on a date. So it's like mm -hmm. asking me to go on an ice to get an ice cream cone, like something mm -hmm. so sweet, or take a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. And then you know I consider, and then I say yes, and I go. So you know that was something that was a Colombian teacher who told me that, and I think that in Colombia people are pretty heart-centered in a way even more than Buenos Aires and certainly more than the U.S. Okay. So I always got this real feeling of tango as a play of love, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean that it's sexual in terms of like doesn't mean I'm going to have sex with this person. It doesn't mean I'm going to date them. Right. But that the dance of tango is very metaphorical for. A love relationship mm -hmm. and so that became a huge thread for me about learning how I relate to another person and how I relate to myself mm -hmm. in an intimate relationship and mm -hmm. tango just felt like such a total mirror for that and so another piece of advice that I got a few later years later from an Argentine teacher was that to make the connection work in tango I need to dance for myself mm -hmm. and so that means, you know, I, I think women often have this feeling of needing to please the partner. Yeah. And that happens in tango and it happens in life. Mm -hmm. And so basically the lesson was about heroes, about the molinete, mm -hmm. and sort of doing that spinning energy when you go around. Mm -hmm. And that to make it work and have the right dynamic, which is kind of like when you're a kid and you're spinning around and you have that great... Um, yeah sensation of leaning back and but being suspended by each other, mm -hmm. you actually have to take that step just for yourself. That yeah. I, I lean forward, I cut the dynamic. Mm -hmm. And so that was such a profound lesson. I wound up writing a blog post about what Tango taught me about relationships and mm -hmm. it was a lot about the value of finding your eje, your center, mm -hmm. or the, the line of balance in your body that they talk about in Tango and mm -hmm. how crucial that is for the dynamic of the dance to flow and how crucial that is in a relationship too. Yeah. So my tango journey was just like that. It was just like one light bulb going after off after another with, oh my God, this is what I need to do in tango mm -hmm. to be a better dancer and this is what I need to do in life mm -hmm. to be better at my relationships or how I connect with myself or having self-respect as a woman, like mm -hmm. so many things. So I just found it to be the most incredible path of awareness really that I've ever come upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you hit upon something really, really important. I think it's a point that we really can't hammer enough is, you know, we really can't be for somebody else until we're there for ourselves. And I think that you know, like you said, that instinct to always want to please, and we really have to, to work, you know, towards okay, you know, focusing on myself is not selfish because that's the only way you can really be a good partner in tango is if you uh -huh. are centered in your, in yourself, and whether it's a physical access or, um, or in any other context. So I'm really, uh -huh. really glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a really powerful thing, and I always mm -hmm. feel that. For me personally, when I feel something in my body, it has a different resonance. So mm -hmm. when I did have these moments of finding my access and spinning around, it felt so good. And it yeah. was like, wow, this is really a different experience and one that I would like to cultivate more. And the other thing is, you know, we're always falling out of balance in tango. Mm -hmm. I've gotten that lesson in another class, like, you know, female feminine technique classes that are about learning how to fall over and come back. Mm -hmm. And so that I think is powerful too because 
it's not like you're ever, I mean, maybe there are a few professionals who are mm -hmm. perfect and never lose their access, but mm -hmm. the rest of us are constantly losing our access and coming back. So mm -hmm. to me, that was also, is also important. And I, it's funny, mm -hmm. now I've been dancing for seven years and I'm still working on some of the same balance issues yeah. that I was working on in the beginning. <laughs> it's really kind of amazing. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's constant fine tuning, isn't it? It is constant fine-tuning, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I want to get into um, you and your your personal transformation and tango, like how you, your work is a life coach, essentially, and blending that with tango and, and finding your way with that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. So um, I also am a writer, mm -hmm. and um, I am most well-known for writing a book called Quirky Alone, a mm -hmm. manifesto for uncompromising romantics. So that was a book that came out in 2004, mm -hmm. and it's all about people who would prefer to be single rather than settle. That's so it. it was kind of before there were a lot of... Um, there's a lot more books and TV shows about being single now, mm -hmm. and it was much more kind of um, groundbreaking really then because mm -hmm. it was only kind of like Seinfeld, Sex and the City, Ellie McBeal, mm -hmm. and the book was sort of a, a declaration that it's okay to hold out and, um, you know, enjoy being single until you meet someone who you really want to be with. Right. So I was always known for talking about basically connecting to yourself and also being in a relationship in a way that mm -hmm. where you don't lose yourself. And so that was already part of my identity when I discovered Tango. And then when I came back from that time uh, in South America, I decided I wanted to have a different career. I had been working in Silicon Valley as a mm. product manager and okay. doing tech stuff. And I really was unhappy. I just didn't like Silicon Valley in about uh. 5 million ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, basically. Okay. Um, so I wanted to do something else, and mm -hmm. that would give me the freedom to live anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, became, I trained as a coach. A lot of people told me that I would be a good coach, and I, I followed that possibility. And um, so now, for the last about six years, I've been coaching people one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. and also doing online classes and now retreats. Mm -hmm. And so a few years into that, I was living in Buenos Aires and I just thought, you know, oh my gosh, I have had so much personal transformation through Tango mm. and I have so much to share. And I also know all of these people in Buenos Aires who also have this idea about Tango, that it's a personal mm -hmm. quest and that it... It's a mirror for yourself and relationships and connection. Yeah. And it's a type of uh, discussion that doesn't really happen too much outside of Buenos Aires. And so I felt like I had this epiphany moment one mm -hmm. afternoon walking in Palermo in Buenos Aires thinking like, you know, I could totally create a week for women to come and have this experience and it would be so impactful in a week based on what I have learned over mm -hmm. all these years. So... In 2014, I started uh, the Tango Adventure, and um, the first groups of women come. It's always been women because okay. basically my audience has been single women, and so mm -hmm. now, I mean, now three years in, I do talk to men, and that can grow and expand, but the focus has always been on women. Sure. Um, and so... Basically, the, the women come for a week, and sometimes they do it with women one-on-one, -on -one too, as a kind of custom tango adventure. Okay. And it's this kind of combination of um, going into the tango scene and having the support 
and teachers and me as the coach to kind of learn about tango and what it's going to teach you for your life. Mm. So some people who come are my coaching clients and I've already been working with them. Okay. And some people just come because they want to have this experience. And I've learned that learning tango in Buenos Aires is this kind of bucket list item. Uh, you know, like I didn't, I didn't know that before I started this, but okay. like I've learned that like a lot of people write that down on their list. That's like something they have to do in their lifetime. Uh. So, um, so yeah, so it, it's, it's very powerful. I mean, my hunch was that people, my hope was that someone could get something in a week and mm -hmm. I didn't know if that would be true because my tango experience, you know, was over many years mm. and it was totally random and, you know, light bulbs going off here and there, but I have seen that it is true that, that women get a lot of powerful awareness from mm. this experience. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, some for some women, it's like I was married for 35 years. There was mm -hmm. no contact. There was no sex. Now I'm in my 60s. And just the idea of being held by a man and having this experience of sensuality of being held is mm -hmm. like huge, you know, I mean, oh. it, it's like incredible. Mm -hmm. And then for, I've also worked with women who are um, dealing with past trauma of oh. rape and abuse. Yeah. And what I've uncovered is that tango can be this incredible way mm. of finding contact with a man within a, an environment where there are boundaries and structure mm -hmm. so that, you know, a lot of fears around contact and touch can be melted and have this like totally healing experience oh. of, of connecting with a man from the heart. So, I mean, really, really beautiful. And that's, that's a part of my work that I think is going to develop further that, mm -hmm. that what I, for myself and what I see in others is that, um, I think a lot of possible, I don't really have numbers on this, but I know mm -hmm. that a lot of people I know have had past sexual trauma mm -hmm. and tango can be a way of working on that. Mm. And a really beautiful way compare mm -hmm. I mean, there just aren't many ways to work on your relationship with yourself and your relationship with a man yeah. within this kind of structured container. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, I think that uh, you talked about the healing effect of tango. I mean, it's so much more than just a dance. There's, there's a lot there. And uh, there's also, uh, I, I interviewed somebody who's in the medical uh, field and there's actually some science that proves a lot of the of what you're saying a lot of the uh, the healing effects of tango on the mind and on the body so it's uh, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's amazing it is amazing yeah. it's so I mean it helps with so many things from Parkinson's to mm -hmm. depression to, to to I mean I don't know that many other people who are working about mm -hmm. post trauma recovery, but yeah. I'm seeing that as real. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a psychiatrist come and do the Tango Adventure with me, and I oh, was nice. able to have a really great conversation with her about her mm -hmm. experience and the the way the codes and the customs of the Milonga mm -hmm. create this kind of other, more regulated and, and civilized and almost, you know, old-fashioned space mm -hmm. as compared to, like, the way men and women are relating today yeah. on online dating sites or with porn, you know, it just mm -hmm. doesn't, it, you know, there's this kind of, like, almost fast-foodish way that men and women can be treating each other, and right. Tango gives this other space to mm -hmm. kind of, you know, have an intimate moment with someone and then have the person 
walk you back to your seat. And it's like all safe <laughs> and gentlemanly and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's like a totally, for the women who come and have this experience with me, and I remember for me when I was at the beginning, it's like a totally different world than mm -hmm. the world that we live in or going to a regular nightclub where everyone is kind of like, I don't know, humping on the dance floor. <laughs> just, right. you know, just, just right. different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with tango, it's, it's real. You know, there's, you, you have to be real. And you find that when everybody is in a place trying to be real, it's, yeah, like I said, it's totally different from, from a club. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, got another question for you. This is a one I've okay. asked a lot of other interviewees. Love to get your, your take on it. So this will, might um, blend well with your experiences teaching tango and also being a life coach. And that is dealing with perfectionists. So, mm. yeah, big one. So, yeah, so whether it's, you know, being a perfectionist in life or, or in something technical in tango, how do, you, how do you help people navigate that part of themselves? Mm. It's so huge. I think that perfectionism can be such a bane of life. It can mm. really prevent people from taking any risks or... Um, having conversations mm -hmm. or, you know, putting their work out there. It's, it's such a big problem. I, mm -hmm. I was just talking to a client um, who isn't a tango client, but we, I think we, we, she wanted sort of a name for what her problem was, and so we okay. called it the perfectionist complex or something like that okay. because it's like if you feel like you have to do everything perfectly, then it's just so hard mm -hmm. to do anything, and you overthink everything basically. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of thinking all the time and not doing. So, I mean, for me, I had my very first tango teacher was a perfectionist. That was the one who sent me on the emotional roller coaster where some days I felt fabulous and other days I felt total despair. Oh. Um, so for me, the, the path of learning tango was letting go of perfectionism because mm -hmm. I, I think when you're an, a beginner, there's just no way you can be perfect. You just mm -hmm. can't. I mean, I'm far from perfect now after seven years and how many thousands of hours of mm -hmm. lessons and dancing. Um, so you have to let go of that perfectionism in order to give yourself the chance to relax and feel the connection, which mm -hmm. is what's so beautiful about tango. And I think women who have come and done tango with me here have said, sometimes I'd ask them like for a little video testimonial and I'd say, well, what did you learn from me? Mm -hmm. Like, well, I learned what my mother has always tried to tell me is you don't have to be perfect, you know, because mm -hmm. I have the philosophy too that as a follower, especially mm -hmm. when you come to Buenos Aires, if you want to just get out on the dance floor, mm -hmm. you know, tell, I, I teach people to say I'm a beginner in Spanish. So mm -hmm. their partner knows I'm a beginner, mm -hmm. but that there's no reason for them to wait because you could be waiting for years right. and you know, you might as well just get out there and do it imperfectly. And that's where we all begin. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I I really love to support that point of view. I think that there can be a ton of perfectionism and competition and the kind of dark side of tango that exists. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I mean, I feel pressure to be better myself. Everyone mm -hmm. in tango is always about being better, which is cool, but it also kind of has a dark side because you can 
kind of get too obsessed with getting better all the time as mm -hmm. opposed to just enjoying the moment. Yeah. So, you know, I think that just appreciating the beauty of the moment that is connected with a partner mm -hmm. is so important and it's important for a beginner and it's also really important for an experienced dancer because sometimes we get really hooked into perfectionism. Right. Yeah. Just keeping it all in all in perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Beginner's mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've you've traveled to many places um, during your years of tango. You've seen many different tango communities. So what what do the really effective ones all have in common, in your opinion? Mm, that's such a good question. I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I've been to a lot of tango communities now. Mm -hmm. um, this summer I did a European tour, which was kind of a tango tour in the sense that everywhere I went, I connected with a tango community, mm -hmm. which is a really great way to travel because you meet people and yeah. it's just totally life-changing in terms of your traveling. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, I know the community in my home state pretty well, Rhode Island, mm -hmm. um, and then I know the San Francisco community because I lived there for many years. I know Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. I've traveled in a lot of other places. I spent a lot of time in Paris um, mm. in the tango scene there this summer, which was really awesome. So I think that what and then oh and then I went to the Montenegro Tango Camp this oh. summer, which is um, done by these people who run a tango school called Tango Natural okay. in Belgrade. Mm -hmm. And they are the most fascinating tango people you will ever meet because oh. they're basically living in a commune or they're, they have this whole world where they're um, giving free lessons to people between the ages of 20 and 27 and mm -hmm. then employing them to go out and teach in high schools in oh, Belgrade. Nice. So they're like creating this whole world of young tango dancers that doesn't exist in Buenos Aires or anywhere else. So oh, wow. really fascinating. So I think that what, you know, the most successful tango communities I've observed are this Belgrade community are incredible. They're so mm. tight. Um, the Providence community, I feel, is really warm and friendly, but they need more men. <laughs> That's a side <laughs> issue. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, in Paris, actually, ironically, I felt was warm and friendly. At least I had some connections, and for me it was very warm and friendly. Okay. And so I think warmth is really the big one, you mm -hmm. know, having this sort of good-heartedness. Mm -hmm. um, the, the communities vary based on their size. Like the Providence one is so small, and they would always have a potluck with every milonga. So that oh, already nice. creates this kind of community feeling, mm -hmm. you know. Um, with the Belgrade one, they're on a mission with, they see tango also as life-changing and spiritual. And so it's so much more than tango for them. So mm -hmm. I think that maybe, maybe that's a quality when the leader sees tango as more than tango mm -hmm. and promotes this kind of open-heartedness and bigger vision. I think that can help because mm -hmm. what I don't like is when it's just about level and people are... Um, you know, really competitive and oh. only wanting to look good. Right. So then in the big scenes, it almost doesn't really feel like a community because there can be a, sometimes a coldness or, you know, you have to find your, like, little micro pocket of people. Right. So, so yeah, for me, warmth is a big one because mm -hmm. tango is all about the heart and heart connection, but sometimes it doesn't always feel that way. Yeah. So, you know, I like... I like the teachers and the leaders who, who have a, a kind of heart-based approach to tango. Okay. So switching gears a little bit 
um, to learning. So there, there's always something new to learn with, with this dance. And even though you've had so much experience, Sasha, what is something new that you've learned recently that, that you'd like to share? I, well, I took a tango lesson yesterday, actually, and I had a major point to work through. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll just describe it because okay. it's so technical and mm-hmm. fascinating to me anyway. <laughs> so ever, ever since I started tango, I always had an issue with something very simple, which mm-hmm. is the lateral step to the right. Okay. So if I would take a lateral step to the left, it was no problem, mm-hmm. and I would sort of anchor myself very well. Mm-hmm. But with the right, I was always kind of overshooting, and uh-huh. my hip would go out a little bit to the right, like salsa, a little okay. bit. And so it's just really fascinating because it's something that I have worked on over the years and it's still really present. And so mm-hmm. yesterday I was taking a class with one of my favorite teachers here in Buenos Aires mm-hmm. and he asked me, you know, some, he said, sometimes people are embarrassed to say, but like, did you have a problem in your hip? Did you have a surgery? Mm-hmm. You know, and the answer is no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and actually the other hip is the one that's had oh, problems. Wow. So, and then I was sort of like wondering, like maybe there's an imbalance, um, maybe one leg is a little bit longer than the other one, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why, mm-hmm. and I think that may be true, but, and so now I'm working on ways to correct, um, to sort of train my muscles to, mm-hmm. to correct this, because it's something that's been so dogged, okay. and I think what's interesting is that tango can give you such an incredible awareness about your body. I mean, I can feel the sensation of how it's different in one leg from another, not Mm -hmm. only in tango, but now when I'm walking on the street, I can say, it's true. Like, everything tracks on my left side really well, and on my right side, it's a Uh, little, like, off. And, you know, um, I would never in a million years know this if I wasn't so dedicated to tango. Uh, And maybe it's like any sport or dance when you're mm -hmm. just getting to know your body so well. Mm -hmm. But for me, I find this kind of journey of knowing your body and these sensations mm-hmm. in your body and what it reflects. And I, th- I think it's really good for your posture and alignment to have so much awareness. Yeah. I find it fascinating. It's like, wow, I, I probably never would have known that I had this slight imbalance in my leg line mm-hmm. if I didn't have this intense tango study. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's great. Like what you learn on the dance floor, it really does carry off of the dance floor, whether it's something technical like you mentioned or or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, my posture and the way I hold myself and that's something I teach the women who come here is something I had to work on a lot in the dance and also in the dance at the Milonga to uh-huh. sit and have an open posture and mm-hmm. emanate energy and be a goddess and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and basically go for what I want with my mirada. Like these are mm-hmm. things that are so um, effective and huge trainings for life. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I tell people like definitely one of the important relationships I had in life started because of my eye contact in a cafe yeah. mm-hmm. that I had honed in tango, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like a different type of eye contact that a typical woman in the U.S. has because we don't, we're not encouraged to look at people basically. Right. right. Yeah. Our parents are telling us since we were young, it's rude to stare. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get a training and just the right amount of staring and tango. Just right. look, look away, look, look away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sasha, so what future projects are you working on? Mm. 
Let's see, lots of things. Um, so we have the Tango Adventure ongoing. We have the next group one in mm -hmm. April 2018. Um, that's almost full, but so that's available. And also doing custom Tango Adventures, like now doing really interesting things like um, a trip that's for a man doing something for his wife for their mm. 20th wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. So that's interesting. And mm -hmm. another woman who... Um, took a Tantra course and wants to kind of follow up on those lessons through tango, so kind of mm. connecting sexual, spiritual energy through tango. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that there's a big piece about tango and um, healing, sexual healing, that mm -hmm. I've been working with people one-on-one -on -one about and that sometime soon I want to find a way to bring this out as a methodology because I think that I had that experience. I had sexual abuse as a mm. child, and that's what I'm writing about in my memoir, mm. is about um, how a number of things, but tango being really a big piece of it, really mm. helped me to heal from that. And so, you know, a lot of people talk about yoga for healing sexual mm -hmm. abuse, and I, that's totally real. Mm -hmm. And I think that tango also can be a path, and I don't think anybody has really... Um, put that out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of figuring out, I'm, I'm telling the story in my memoir, but mm -hmm. it's a narrative. Okay. And so I'm thinking about how that could get out there as a kind of methodology or research mm -hmm. of tango for healing sexual trauma, rape, abuse. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's big, it's intense, yeah. but I feel like it is going to come together in okay. some time. Okay, great. All right, Sasha. So where can we find out more about you online? Mm, so my website is SashaKagan.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, if people are interested in the tango piece of my work, you can go to the Adventures tab at the top of the website okay. and go to a tango adventure. And you can also sign up for my newsletter and you'll get, you know, my writing and updates about events and basically what's going on. Okay. So um, so that's the best way, I think, is the newsletter and, and look at the Tango Adventure page. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, and then coaching, if anyone's interested, they can just write me an inquiry. All right. And yeah, and look for the memoir. It's going to be tentatively called Wet. So it's it's a memorable name that okay. hopefully no one will forget. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. When when is that due to come out? Roughly? Well, I don't know because it's mm -hmm. been the longest creative journey of my life. I've okay. written two books before, and this one has already been six years in the making. Okay. So um, I think optimistically in a couple years, but okay. we'll see. Well, but if you ready. get on the newsletter, you'll definitely know. Okay. Okay. So it'll be ready when it's ready to come out. That's great. <laughs> no, yeah. babe. It's a baby that's taking a long time to come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and I'll have your website in our show notes so people will be able to, to check you out. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right, Sasha, this has been a lot of fun. And again, thank you again so much for, for taking the time to, uh, to be on the podcast. Uh, it's, it's great. I think there's a lot of good information here that people will appreciate. Yeah, thank you. I love your question. So, oh. so thanks for including me. Okay, you going to Milanga tonight? I think so, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to Milanga. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you have fun out there and we'll keep in touch. Excellent. Okay. All okay. right. Take care, Sasha. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. 
Okay, that was another fun conversation, and it's great that Sasha is utilizing Argentine tango in her work as a life coach. I think it's really important to note the depth to which tango can be a healing force. We often think of this dance as being positive or mind and body in some general sense, and that's certainly true, but it's also important to know that through Sasha's experiences, tango has also been beneficial to people who have gone through some seriously traumatic life experiences. So let's take a moment to ponder that. Just by dancing with someone, you might be helping them in more ways than you'll ever know. So thank you again, Sasha, for sharing your thoughts and for all the good work you do. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Joe's Tango Podcast. I really appreciate it. Hey, if you're still listening, how would you like to win a brand new Amazon Echo Dot? Well, I'm giving one away, and here's what you need to do for a chance to win it. It's very easy. If you're enjoying this podcast, head over to iTunes or Stitcher, give Joe's Tango Podcast a good rating and a review, then click that subscribe button. Then email me a copy of the review so I can easily cross-reference it, and remember to include your name in the email. I will put your name in a hat, and on Valentine's Day 2018, I will pick a random winner from my hat, and that winner could be you. If it is you, I'll contact you to find out where to ship your prize. And you'll want to email your name and review to wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. Again, this is a brand new second generation Amazon Echo Dot. It is a very cool gadget and it also works as a Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to Joe's Tango podcast in style. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every Monday and sometimes Fridays, but definitely every Monday. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.